0: Hey y'all and welcome to Southern Fried Spooky, the podcast home of all things Southern Spooky and today, creepily questionable. Today we'll be drifting back to Key West to look at a most peculiar relationship. He was a doctor in love with a patient. He kept her with him for seven years, probably against her will and certainly against her families. And that isn't even the worst part. Indeed. I'm your Carolina girl, Heather. And I'm your Florida man, Tony. We appreciate you taking the time to listen and hope you are creepily enjoying yourselves. Please join our Facebook page and leave us some likes and some five-star reviews on your podcast platforms. Also, please invite your creepy and spooky friends to share the podcast with them. The more, the merrier. Always. In fact... I think we just found out we have listeners in Finland. We do, and Australia. And Australia, which I am fascinated by, since we are specifically the southeastern part of the U.S., but I'm glad they're excited. Yeah,
1: I mean, if they find these stories creepy, just, you know, keep
0: listening. And maybe we can do something that's the south of Finland, the south of us. Everywhere's got a south. Every,
1: every, every (laughs) place has a south, Yes.
0: So let's dive into our story. Doomed love story or a bizarre and heinous crime? Either way, it's a tale of control over a body and some non-consent. So this is another story I heard about on Discovery Channel way back when.
1: I didn't hear about it way back when, but I heard about it uh, a couple years ago. And, and, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No. That is how we sum it up. And, and yeah. yeah. Right, right. You know it's bad when you kind of look at a situation or a person you go, yeah. That's always a bad sign.
0: And I might mention it again, but when I saw the initial story, they summed it up as sweet, if peculiar, hopeless romantic and I'm not sure I agree. I mean, I did I at mean, the time. I mean, pretending
1: I'm... this guy is Lord Byron or Cyrano de Bergerac <laughs> is just, you know.
0: So if anyone is not yet caught on, and if you're a creepy person like we are, you probably already know we're talking about Carl, Carl Tanzler yeah. and Elena Hoyos. Yeah. So quick question for you. Mm-hmm. When you are dead, yeah, do you care or do you have plans for what happens to your body?
1: I don't know, burn me to ashes, turn me into a little diamond, uh, bury me ass up so we have a place to park the bike. I, I, really, I really don't care. I, I, I'm going to be dead, so I don't think I'm really going to notice much.
0: There is that. I mean, I think most people, when they are themselves dead, they they say, at least, they don't care. However, your family might have some concerns if
1: things go strange. Actually, my family, I think, would be more concerned with my death, not my body. Well, there's that, too. So, yeah. As it stands, I think I want to do cremation or the Caitlin Doty thing. She mentioned the natural composting. Oh, I was like, as I understand, she wants to be eaten by animals. But, yes, the natural
0: composting sounds really good. Yeah, it
1: really does. Or I do like the idea of having the tree planted on top of me. Like, they put the body in the egg and it has the tree that grows out of it. I think that would be really cool. By the way, trees come from seeds. They do. Not eggs. No, they put you in an egg, though. Oh, Oh, okay. They put That's you creepy. In, they put you in like this hardened burlap egg that is covered <laughs> in seeds, and these seeds sprout.
0: I kind of saw you as a coral reef kind of guy.
1: You know, i would never really given coral reef much thought, but... You being a surfer beach dude that you are. I mean, that could be cool. I mean, I could mess up some surfers even after I'm dead. <laughs>
0: Interesting. Yep. I say as someone whose late husband is in the foyer, and I
1: have a little bit of my father up in the bedroom. Indeed. Well. He has my father's eyes. Give them back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so back to our story. The first party in this bad romance mm-hmm. is Carl Tanzler. Yeah. Now, he has a few different names, depending upon which document you consult. Yeah. His birth certificate states that he is... Carl with a K, yeah. Tansler with a... I don't know what you call it in German. An accent? Well, yeah, the, the double two, dot. The
1: two <laughs> dots over the A.
0: Or George Carl Tansler. Again, I'm not good at a German accent. Yeah. Born February well, 8th,
1: 1877 yeah. in Dresden, Germany. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you were... You don't want my German accent because you know it. It, it comes it's off hilarious. as... hilarious. It comes off as Bond villain.
0: It's sort of Bond villain or gay Indiana Jones Nazi? Oh, uh, well,
1: you know, I'll take either one.
0: So, okay, going back. German marriage certificate. Mm-hmm. Carl is George Carl Tansley. Yeah. Um... On his United States citizenship papers, it reads as Carl Tanzler von Kossel. Yeah. And Florida death certificate, it's just Carl Tanzler.
1: As in, it's been anglified.
0: Anglicized, I think. Um, And a few hospital records are signed as Carl Tanzler. It doesn't say if they're his or someone else's.
1: He is George Carl Tanzler. Yeah, we're just going to call him Carl Tanzler.
0: (laughs) And for the purposes of our podcast, we'll just call him that. Yeah. We're going to call him Carl. So Tanzler, mm-hmm. friend Carl there, Yep. I'm suddenly having a Rick Grimes moment in my head, <laughs> grew up in the Imperial Germany. Mm-hmm. During his childhood in Germany, and later while traveling briefly in Genoa, Italy, Tansler claimed to have been visited by visions of an ancestor, Countess Anna Constantia von Kossel. That is a lot to say. Nobles have those names, you know. Do you have to say that every time? I guess it depends on how friendly and you are. Wow! I'm sure there's someone who is just like, Countess Anna. I mean, at Renfair, that's what we do. You, yeah. you, title, first name. You don't have to say the whole thing unless you're introducing them. That's true. And we're introducing the Countess Anna, Constantia von Kossel, who revealed the face of his true love and exotic dark-haired woman, which I guess to Germans,
1: dark-haired would be exotic. Yeah. This vision haunted him for most of his life. You know, I've had bad dreams, but not to that effect. Actually, there's one that stands out, and I don't think it's a dream. I think it's a memory.
0: I'm trying to decide. Do I want to pursue this line
1: or not? (laughs) It's the the past life dream that I told you about, about being shot in the back of the head. Oh, yeah.
0: See, I have those dreams, too, but I'm pretty sure I was in the Titanic and drowned in steerage. I hate cold water, too. I was about to say, you're not really apt with the cold water. No. So there's our moment of reincarnation, believe (laughs) So he traveled from India to, now I can't decide if this is a typo or if this is really what it is, but as I read it, India to Australia, Mm -hmm. there was somewhere else that said Austria, with the intention of proceeding to the South Sea Islands. Now he paused in Australia, or Austria, to collect equipment and suitable boats, Mm -hmm. and become acquainted with the prevailing weather and sea
1: conditions. As any traveler or expedition kind of person would do. I was going to say, that just sounds weird to me, but you know. I
0: don't go far. Um, however, he became interested in engineering and electrical work there. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Again, these are things that all travelers do on their tourist days. He bought property, boats, an organ. An organ? I'm assuming the doodly-doo that you play and not oh, the... Oh, okay. Not the kalima, the one that you hold in your hand.
1: Yeah, wow. Can Happy- you imagine that? It's like, yeah, dude, I need um, this boat. We need provisions. And what was it? Oh, God, George told me to pick it up the other day. Oh, yeah, a kidney. I was aiming for a set of lungs What do you mean I got the wrong kidney (laughs) Oh you wanted the right one My bad
0: this belonged to Abbey Normal?
1: <laughs> Abbey someone. He
0: also bought an island in the Pacific so that he was still in Australia at the end of 10 years.
1: Or Austria. Yeah, I'm really... I it mean, it, uh, it makes more sense that it would be Austria because it's so close to Germany.
0: It's a mystery. We'll just keep going. So he'd just begun to build a trans-ocean flyer, like you do. Yeah, like
1: one does. When the war broke out. Which war? I'm not
0: sure. It's, um... I mean,
1: if he was born in 1877, it was probably the First World War. Ah, the Great One. Yeah. Wait, weren't there two Great Ones? Well, they had The Great War, and then they had a sequel, so they had to change the names. Uh, Electric Boogaloo? I guess. Yep.
0: So he built a trans-ocean flyer when Mm -hmm. the war broke out. Dun-dun-dun. And the British military authorities placed him in a concentration camp for safekeeping.
1: Safekeeping.
0: Later, he was moved to Trial Bay, which sounds like a lovely place, doesn't it? Yeah. To a castle-like prison on the cliffs. And he had already begun work on an extensive narrative about his own life. So he's feeling self-important.
1: Yeah, and apparently he was really... Well,
0: he finished his narrative. At the end of the war, no prisoner was permitted to return to his former residence, but all were shipped to the prisoner's exchange in Holland. When Karl von Kossel was released, he set out to find his mother. Since beginning of the war, they hadn't really communicated because
1: he was oh, in prison. okay. I, 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 I sense you noticed the puzzlement in my eyes.
0: <laughs> Indeed. So, he found her. She was fine. She was safe. And he remained with her for Three years and watched all the chaos that follows in the wake of in a war. In the wake of a war, yeah. Yeah. And this is almost telling to me. She eventually suggested that. He joined his sister in the U.S.
1: Wow. Maybe okay. she got tired
0: of him. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. So, around 1920, he's still in Germany. Yeah. Tanzler married Doris Schaefer. Yeah. Not the uh, toy company either. Oh, no, no. Good point. Not the place that made Robert the doll. No. If it wasn't the Bahamian nanny. But exactly. Yep. Yeah, again, another famous thing of Key West. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Key West is up there in weirdness. I thought it was St. Augustine. <laughs> so, Doris Schaefer, um, and he had, two children
1: mm-hmm.
0: Aisha Tansler and Clarista Tansler who died of diphtheria Eesh. Yeah, back was, when diphtheria was a thing. Back when yeah, a lot of things used to be a thing. Of course, some of those things are coming back. I understand we just found polio again. So, did he de- believe that Doris was his luminous, haunting true love? I Probably know. not. I mean, they never really say. <laughs> uh, I know the story. No. <laughs> well, I mean, eventually he changed his mind if he ever thought it was her. So, he yeah. did eventually emigrate to the U.S. in 1926, yeah. sailing to Havana, Cuba. And from Cuba, he settled in, and I swear this is always spelled as one word
1: Zephyr Hills. Yeah. Zephyr Hills. That well, sounds that's like it what, should be two names. Actually, it, it does sound like it should be two words, but Zephyr Hills on the sign, one word. One capital, one word. Wow. Yep.
0: To join his sister, mm-hmm. who must have been overjoyed. And was later joined by his wife and two daughters yep. until he was down to one, leaving his family behind in Zephyr Hill. Zephyr Hills. Zephyr Hills. In 1927, he took a job as a radiology technician at the U.S. Marine Hospital in Key West.
1: That is a from Zephyr Hills to Key West. That is a long trip.
0: I do not know the geography that of any like of That is like an
1: eight-hour trip, and like, that's like by modern car standards. Yeah, and I don't. You guys can't see me, but I'm about to point something out to. Heather, Heather, you have Florida like this. Say, this is this is the panhandle. Uh-huh. Zephyr Hills is here. Key West is here. So you have to come all the way around and go uh-huh. down. Yeah. So you
0: can't exactly go straight. You have to go all the way across. You, you and have then to go down.
1: across towards Jacksonville and then straight down to Key West, bottommost point of Florida. And in 1927, I'm pretty sure they didn't exactly have... It probably took days. Wow. Yeah.
0: Sort of a bitch of a commute there.
1: Unless he took a boat straight from, like, Pascal County down into Key West. Like a ferry or like a serious boat? Well, I mean, you'd have to take a serious boat. Hmm. But, I mean, you could do it in a day trip. But still, that's a long travel. By today's standards, that's a long travel. Unless you do it by air.
0: Yeah, and um, again, I, I know they definitely had airplanes in 1927, but they weren't exactly... You know, the luxury airliners of today. Yeah. I don't know. Well,
1: I mean, he did build his own transatlantic flyer, so (laughs) maybe he he used that. He's a man of mystery. A weird doctor in a gyrocopter flying down the coast. (laughs) (laughs) There's a TV show there, I'm pretty sure.
0: Well, as you can imagine, this eccentric gentleman carried himself with a high sense of self-importance. He would stroll around town with a cane and show off his wristwatches and claim to be commissioned to him from the Tsar of Russia. He also claimed nine university degrees and self-titled himself Count von Kossel, taking the name of his alleged ancestor, the one who gave him the haunting vision. However, his wife Doris and other extended family members would state that he had no noble whatsoever and the title was just one he made up himself. And the metal took cool,
1: blah. Okay so you're the equivalent of some dude who goes into a thrift store, buys a bronze star and tells everybody to call him Sarge. Don't be that guy. Seriously,
0: (laughs) Or the people who buy, like, one little square foot plot of land and think
1: they're actually lord. Lord. Well, I mean, they are actually lord in their own minds. Uh, Yeah, I suppose.
0: So the medical degrees, licenses, and medals bestowed upon him were all proven to be forged shock and amazement. Oh, no. Though he was considered well-read on medicine, radiology, and x-ray technology, which... I mean... That, okay, 1920s. That's, that's
1: still quite a, a feat unto itself.
0: And uh, I'm not sure how developed these were in the 19 late 20s, early 30s.
1: But also, if he knew that much about you know radiology and all that, he's probably pretty wealthy too. He wasn't short on money, and he'd
0: been receiving a pension from the military for his involvement in, there it is, World, World War, War I, One,
1: yep. or the Great War. 1918.
0: Fantastic. Yep. Okay, so that's all we know about who, gentleman, called Carl Tanzler, who turns out to be our story's weirdo here. Yeah. So, party number two in the story. Okay. Maria Elena Milagro de Hoyos. Helen. That is her nickname, but she goes by Elena. Yeah. She's the Cuban-American daughter of a local cigar maker, Francisco Paul. Pancho hoyos and wow. oh, this is beautiful aurora milagro that's a lovely that's name. a
1: very pretty name and i think milagro means miracle i think so so
0: that's quite lovely she had two sisters florinda nana oh, we've been watching way too much fluffy i'm trying to get yeah. the right accent in there but it's just not working hmm. who succumbed to tuberculosis and celia who i don't know it, they don't i think she had tb as well They just, the whole family was not doing well.
1: Tuberculosis is a scary thing.
0: They were devout Catholics. Of course. She enjoyed Rudolph Valentino movies. Who didn't? I know, as a teen girl of the times might. And dancing at social club La Brisa. You can tell she's not Baptist, she's Catholic. Right. Now, she's said to be extremely beautiful, shy, and an accomplished singer, so that tourists would ask for pictures with her on the street. Okay. Something that Alfson, now you can look up pictures of her because she's sort of infamous. You'll find both a beautiful picture of her
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and a really freaky picture of her and we're getting there a really freaky picture of her you know the after oh yeah so and this is something i had not heard before until i was looking all this stuff up she was married on Mm -hmm. february 18th 1926 the 16 year old elena married luis mesa mesa left elena shortly after she suffered a miscarriage of the couple's child and moved to miami 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 your amy Miami. So Elena was legally married to Mesa at the time of her death. Just a little note there, even though she's always listed as
1: Hoyos. Yeah, she was apparently Mesa.
0: Yeah. Now, Elena was diagnosed also with tuberculosis, which was known to be fatal at the time and claimed the lives of almost all of her immediate family.
1: That's rough.
0: Like, nowadays, I, I mean, do people even get TV anymore?
1: No. Like, I mean, if we were to go back to one of my favorite historical figures, Doc Holliday. Indeed. And be like, hey, Doc, we have these two pills and one shot, and you'll be completely cured. That's how it would be handled. <laughs> back then, it was like, no, move out west where the air is thinner and cleaner. And, and, I mean, it was just, it was a rough period and what's really sad is this family had tuberculosis about three years before the cure for tuberculosis came out oh wow that's rough and keep in mind tuberculosis it can kill you in a matter of months or you can have it your entire life and it just remains dormant in your system like doc holiday his mother had tuberculosis and passed it to him in utero
0: Oh, I didn't and realize that. And he died
1: at the age of 32 from tuberculosis. I thought he was like 36. Oh, 36, 32. Mid-30s.
0: Yeah. Well, I know there were places almost like <laughs> like colonies, basically, where people with TB would be sent to this sanitarium. Go, or go, the, go,
1: go die over there is pretty much what you're saying. I think
0: in New York, I believe that's where it is. They have this like island retreat that is well, that's where um, TB. Well,
1: isn't that where Typhoid Mary was sent? Yeah. The well, I think place, so. Very The same similar. place Typhoid Mary was sent. I think so. We may have to look this up. She's like a whole other story, but. Yeah, that would be a fun one
0: to do. But anyway. I don't think she's in our jurisdiction, but we may just make exceptions. You know what? Screw
1: the jurisdiction. We'll go out sometime. (laughs) Okay, so, Elena, Mm -hmm.
0: diagnosed with tuberculosis. Mm hmm. Very fatal family, and now comes the part where our two star-crossed lovers meet. So, 1930, while working at the Marine Hospital in Key West, Mm -hmm. the 50-something-year-old Tansler met the 22-year-old Elena Hoyos Mesa. Her mother had brought her to the hospital for an exam. Of course. I guess they're all just very hopeful. Yeah. And by... Okay, by all accounts, Hoyos was viewed as a local beauty in Key West. Yeah. So Tansler immediately recognizes her as the beautiful dark-haired woman that had been revealed
1: to him in his visions. visions. I know that you could probably hear the quotation marks. <laughs> Visions. <laughs> so
0: Tansler, with his medical knowledge, mm-hmm. decides he's going to treat and cure Elena, even though she's at the hospital. I don't know how this happens. He was, you know, there to give her an X ray. He sees her. He falls in love. He decides well, I mean, he's going he's, to
1: be her primary doctor. He's he is a, free of charge. He, he is an X ray tech. He is not an MD in any way. Right. Now
0: he brought all kinds of equipment to the Hoyos home. As we mentioned, he is a radiologist. Really Mm-hmm. Not an actual doctor. So he yeah. did know some stuff, but not a lot. Yeah. And the Hoyos family, I mean, they're Cuban. They're poor. He was offering his treatments for free. You have to imagine they're like, okay. And Tansler was showering Elena with gifts of jewelry and clothing and professed his undying love to her.
1: Yeah, that's got to be a little awkward. You think? I'm sorry you're dying, but I love you. Well, he
0: was convinced that he could save her in some fashion. Hmm now Elena did not reciprocate Tensler's feelings like she okay so she's already been married and left yeah had a miscarriage she's probably not in the mood not to mention she has TB Mm Mm-hmm. And she initially was kind of fond of him in a he was granddad zoned. Ugh. And additionally, she wasn't actually divorced from her husband.
1: Mm.
0: There was an interview where Elena's sister, uh, Florinda, mm-hmm. um, gave to the Miami Herald that quote, "Elena never loved Tansler." She was only nice to him because my mother told her that she should be kind to those who were kind to her. She looked upon von Kostel as a grandfather. That has got to be a bit of a blow to the ego. Yeah. And when he proposed marriage, she always told him, which means he did it more than once you are too old Why well, you're old enough to be my grandfather what's more I do not love you so yeah I could see how he would totally think yeah there's a
1: chance yeah absolutely no, someone's I... like no way in hell and he's like so you're telling me there's a chance <laughs> yes indeed and I imagine he, be- he just got more persistent as dumb people like that do.
0: At the risk of doing the entitled older white man, that's kind of what he was. And apparently he had been granted the opportunity to stay either in or near their house. Okay. And they eventually had to ask him to leave with his treatments that didn't actually work. So they did ask him to stay and um, they kind of got to the point where they didn't like his machines, the devil machines, (laughs) because they were painful that he used in the treatments for Elena. Yeah. And at one point, they moved without telling him, didn't tell him where they were going, but he was undeterred and literally searched the streets every night until a neighbor told him where to find them. Wow. I don't know. Maybe the neighbors were creeped out. Elena's fatally ill at this point. I suppose with TV, there's a point at which you know that there's just no coming back. Well, yeah.
1: They apparently- That's about about the point where you start coughing up blood. Yes. So there's this... Apparently
0: they decided to stop fighting it as much. They're like, okay, fine, you're here. What followed was a bizarre situation where the medical treatments were accepted, but his presence was not exactly happily tolerated. The medical stuff was accepted. The marriage proposals, proposals were still kind of, no. <laughs> not so much. There was a bit of conflict between him and Elena's family. Moeep. So much so that it was stated that Elena was said to have died hating Tanzler. Some of her hatred was based on the painful treatments, and she requested to be allowed to die without his interference. Wow. Now, sadly, a lot of this story kind of takes place... After she's died. ...post-mortem of Elena. Yeah. And this is sad. She had a life. She was a real person. Yeah. And then things got weird. <laughs> so despite Tansler's best efforts, Elena died of tuberculosis at her parents' home in 1931. Mm-hmm. Now, again, Tansler paid for her funeral. Yeah. And with permission of her family, constructed this glorious above-ground mausoleum that they never would have been able to afford. Oh,
1: that one, yeah.
0: In the Key West Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to them, he had a key, the only key, and he would let himself in almost every night for two years again this is a guy who totally does not accept rejection but even after death right i mean what's a little thing like that um he left gifts okay and he had a telephone installed in her tomb i don't understand why it's so he could call her up and talk to her even when (laughs) he was back home
1: hello concierge can you bring me some tea I don't know how he...
0: I mean, did he expect her to answer? Did he just leave it off the hook? I don't know. I have no clue. I don't know how that works. Most people these days would not know how the old-fashioned phones worked in the first place. Now, unrelated, perhaps, it was during this time that he lost his job at the Marine Hospital.
1: Okay. Probably because he had taken
0: radiology equipment and...
1: (laughs) and, And not to mention he's spending most of his nights with a corpse...
0: Well, you know, and having harassed a patient to that point. Oh, and as a note, you can also look up her mausoleum, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. Elena's married name, Mesa, was not engraved on the tombstone. However, on the bottom corner, okay, I'm going to have to spell this out. CT period D period Cossel was. Countess Damsel is what it stood for. Again, not ever a real title. As Rennies, we know this. It's just something he made up to further tie Elena and himself together. And in his mind, they were married. She was his Countess Damsel.
1: So, yeah, we're talking about the ultimate stalker.
0: Yeah. He didn't leave her alone. Like, even he is when like she was the done. final
1: boss of stalkers. Apparently.
0: Ooh, and interestingly, this that part with the engraving on it mm-hmm. can be found at the Fort Martello Museum. Oh. You know, where that creepy little doll is. Yeah. Now... I'm sure it'll come as no surprise or shock to you. Screw that doll. (laughs) Indeed. Carl. Carl. (laughs) Was um, unable to resist peeking at Elena. Oh, God. He decided. I mean, he was worse than a peeping Tom. He opened her casket. Uh, Apparently, he said, one so beautiful should not go to dust. And to his slight disappointment and absolute horror... Well, it, it was two years. She definitely started she to go to dust. She started to
1: do... She was becoming dust. Well,
0: apparently, I mean, he would go there... I, Caitlin Doty has a wonderful, like, eight-minute video on this, mm-hmm. and her take on this was hilarious. It was the, you know, go to her corpse and open her casket, whisper sweet nothings while injecting her with embalming fluid. It didn't really work, though. No. She was definitely
1: starting to decay. Well, I mean, even if you were to find a body that had been gone for a year and if you started injecting and bombing fluid into it, it wouldn't help the slow of decay because the body has already reached that point.
0: I think the only bodies that are well preserved are like Eva Peron, Lennon, the ones where they started the minute they died.
1: (laughs) I was about to say, and Lennon is 99% fake now anyway. Well, he's mostly a face, but yeah.
0: Yeah. He started a little late here. Yeah. So after visiting her every night at her place for two years, her place that he bought for her, Mm -hmm. he thought the next step was to have her move in with him. Oh. I caught him mid mustache twirl. That was hilarious. So one evening in April 1933, Mm -hmm. Tanzler creeps through the cemetery where Elena was buried, took her body out of the mausoleum that he bought for her and carried it through the cemetery in the dark on a child's wagon all the way home. Oh my God. Can, okay, so... I kind of feel uh... that it must... I don't know how he got all of her home. I understand that there was a general that they did this. Mad Anthony Wayne, where they took his body home and the wagon rattled so much that most of his bones did not make it home.
1: Well, can you imagine being like just that random police officer walking down the street?
0: <laughs> or just a random person walking down the street going... It's like, what the?
1: There's a weird old guy with a body and a radio flyer. What do we do? <laughs> um, please stop laughing. Tell us what to do.
0: <laughs> that would be weird. That's kind of what I envisioned. Again... Well-thought-out plans here. <laughs> the best-laid plans and all that. Right. So, you might wonder how well-preserved she was, having been in the m- mausoleum for two years. Well, she in Florida. In a
1: toy wagon. Eh,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, not well. Not well. But a mere trifle like putrefaction and decomposition was not going to stand in the way of a love as strong as Chancellor's. He must have the stomach of a concrete elephant. I mean, Ew.
1: Oh, my God. Because yeah. you know I'm
0: squeamish, but and I love you, but if, if you die first, I'm not keeping your body. You are, you're you're going to be dust. You're going to be something. Like I'm suddenly reminded of com. Oh, my gosh. Which is hilarious and wonderful, but honestly, I think this probably qualifies, too.
1: Well, it's illegal to taxidermy a human. It
0: is, and with good reason. I mean, you could always put me in that buddy Christ pose. Take you to like a Doc Holiday look alike party right. or something. So he put her bones back together with piano wire and fitted her face with glass eyes.
1: So he's turning her into a doll. As What is it with you in getting doll
0: stories? From Key West. From Key West. I don't know. As the skin started to decompose. I really hope you guys aren't eating, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, he'd replace it with silk cloth soaked in wax. And he made her a wig as her hair was falling out. He made a wig out of her own hair. He filled the corpse's abdominal and chest cavity with rags to keep her plumped up, I guess. And he dressed her in stockings and jewelry and
1: gloves. And he kept this body in his bed. Suddenly we were envisioning like Lestat yelling at Claudia for having the body in her bed.
0: Oh yeah, hiding amongst her stuffed animals.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I've just noticed well, what you she have here on the script is copious amounts of perfume. Yes.
0: Well, uh, also as a point, Claudia didn't sleep in the bed. She slept in a coffin. Yes. Right? Yes. So he was trying to mask the smell of decay, which I've only encountered small animals. I'm you.
1: Blah, yeah.
0: You are um, more experienced in that perfume, disinfectants, and. Pres- Reserving agents to mask the... I mean, this guy would probably in, like totally invest in Febreze or something. To try to forestall the effects of the corpse's decomposition. All I can think of is his sh- his laundry when he washed his shoes. Well, must have been all horrible. I can tell you
1: is there was no covering that smell. Right? It doesn't matter, and it permeates everything. So his room must have smelled like ass and patchouli. Wow. So, <laughs> kind of like your average 70s hippie.
0: We've run into a couple of those. Not a lot, but a few. At any rate, now, this is where it gets interesting, as if it hasn't been so far. He's, um, a little eccentric. He believed that he could reanimate Elena's corpse with ultraviolet ray treatment.
1: So, giving a sunburn will raise a corpse?
0: <laughs> I don't know. When this was ineffective, he contemplated relocating her remains to the stratosphere. He built an airplane that he was going to fly her into the sky. It, it gets really
1: weird, you know. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We already hit weird. Okay, it gets
0: even weirder, you know. Just, I don't know how to explain this. He thought exposing her to the radiation of the sun by getting her closer to the sun would help.
1: Now, so, now she's Kryptonian. Uh, yeah. Wow. It,
0: Yeah. So, during these two years where he's been visiting her at the mausoleum, you know, people... Like, again, the family, I don't think, knew that he could just let himself come and go, but they did know he visited her all the time. But after he moved her home, his public behavior became a little suspicious.
1: Didn't he still go to the mausoleum? He did it
0: first, just to kind of make it look like he was keeping his schedule, but... Mm-hmm. But then he was also buying women's clothing and perfume. And a neighbor boy saw him through the window, saw him dancing with what looked like a life-size doll or, you know, a very stiff woman. And he did eventually stop visiting Hoyos' grave. And, you know, people talk. (laughs) When that weird little man down the road... I don't know. I mean, I'm not even sure what they would start with saying. It's just a whole bunch of weirdness. I know we're not supposed to shame people and and their their preferences, but when you start getting into, let's steal a corpse...
1: You're going to get shamed.
0: A little bit, yeah. So, in October of 1940, Elena's sister... Which would
1: put him at, like, 65, 70 at this point, right? I have not been doing the math, but it is,
0: yeah, as we're moving on. Yeah. Anyway, Florinda became involved. Now, one story goes that she and her family appreciated the mausoleum, but thought that after two years, he should really stop going there every night because, you know, they would kind of like to go and probably would like to not see him. Yeah. So Florinda went to, you know, tell him basically to stop and demand the keys, which I guess they figured out that they had. Yeah. And allegedly saw him dancing with a woman. That turned out to be her sister. Or at least her sister's corpse. Well, she didn't know that then. She just was very confused. And another posits, another theory posits that she heard rumors of Tanser sleeping with the disinterred body of her sister. Like, I don't know who put all this together,
1: but um, confronted Tansler at
0: home, and Elena's body was discovered. In
1: any event... Oh, yeah, my mind just went to some really weird places. Yes, sir? How could you perform sexual acts on something that is not there all right we will be getting to that
0: point sadly okay. so yes there is that but i think they just meant that sleeping next to mm. that is the way i'd heard it initially which is quite frankly gross enough yeah again just kind of dancing with her seemed to be a thing which can't be good for a skeletal corpse kind of piano wired together yeah and initially florinda thought the she was looking at like an effigy like he made yeah. all of her. yeah which I think is weird, but not quite as alarming as the truth. So she she calls the authorities and explains what she perceives as going on. So Tansler's arrested and detained. And psychiatrically examined and found, somehow found mentally competent but just barely to stand trial on the charge of wantonly and maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization. So after a preliminary hearing on October 9th, 1940, at the Monroe County Courthouse in Key West. Of course. Which has a thing for creepy doll-like creatures. Tensler was held to answer on the charge, but the case was eventually dropped and he was released as the statute of limitations for the crime had expired. Never mind that he still had her with him, but okay. Did he take her to court? (laughs) I don't think so, but I'm sure the people who were
1: investigating this were well aware of her existence. I would hate to have been, like, the investigator for that. Like, I mean, working for homicide or corpse disposal or something like that, like, I get, but... Can you imagine being the guy who's like walks into the house? Okay, Bob, we have a corpse, and Bob goes that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure what that qualifies as. So during the trial mm-hmm. he confessed his bonker's plan of bringing Elena back to life. he explained the launch Elena's body into the stratosphere, hoping that the radiation would restore her back to life. How they found him fit to stand trial, I'm not sure, but yeah, I think at that point they're just like, okay kind of weird. So, shortly after the corpse's discovery by authorities, Elena's body was examined by physicians and pathologists.
1: Yeah. Of and course.
0: put on public display at the Dean Lopez Funeral Home. Somewhere between 6 and 7,000 people came to stare at her.
1: Oh god, can you imagine her family?
0: I cannot imagine that they're very happy with this. I oh mean, in the first place, this poor girl has had no autonomy over herself, barely when she was alive, and even less when she's dead. So, yes, her corpse was stolen. Yeah. Shacked up with a guy who she didn't even like. Yeah. But exists as a corpse bride. And now she's on display, like... A sideshow exhibit, which I wonder, she basically was. I and I remember seeing some show where a kid was talking... Well, a guy was talking about being a kid going to see this event. Like, teachers brought their students on field trips. Journalists, you know, arrived to report on the most unbelie- unbelievable teachers story in the world. Teachers brought
1: kids on field trips. Can you imagine the permission slip?
0: I cannot. I just know that anyone who grew up around here, like even in South Carolina, we'd go to Discovery Place up in Charlotte. We went to the zoo. We never went to a funeral home. (laughs) And we certainly never went to see a corpse on display. Wow. So this poor girl has a far more interesting story post-mortem. Yeah. She's become like this object of spectacle, not for her beauty, which used to be the case. But now she's like this... Dark tourist horror. Of course. Which is kind of horrifying. And
1: it's really sad.
0: Yeah, and that's the part that gets me is that, you know, this whole thing is, were she alive, I think she'd be horrified by. Yeah. And again, just seriously non consent. Like, she made it clear she didn't want to be around him, let alone... She, I don't know. I just can't imagine that she would have wanted this at all. So her body was eventually returned to Key West in the cemetery there, and she was buried in an unmarked grave.
1: I imagine only by her family.
0: I'm hoping the family knows. What I found was it's a secret location. Her second burial was conducted by an undertaker, Benjamin Sawyer. The Cemetery Sexton, Otto Bethel, which also sounds very German. What is that title? Cemetery Sexton. Cemetery Sexton. I believe that's just the caretaker. Oh, okay. The chief of police, Bienvenido Perez, which is a cheerful name. That's kind of a cool name. Right. And they have all taken the location to their own graves as a secret never to be revealed. Now, I'm assuming, but it is unclear if the family shared in the secret. I would assume they knew, but yeah. I, I don't know. All right. So the facts underlying this case and the... Preliminary hearing drew a lot of interest from the media at the time. Well, I mean, yeah. Kind of a sensation. And the public mood was generally sympathetic to Tansler. Most people just saw him as like this eccentric romantic deserving of pity. And in case you lost track of the years in the math, he lived with her corpse for seven years.
1: Wow. Like, I knew it was a long time. I didn't know it was seven years.
0: Nine, if you include the visiting her in her mausoleum. Now, (sighs) not reported at the time because, yeah, they just wouldn't have gone there.
1: You wouldn't get away with this stuff nowadays. You never know.
0: Okay, it has been revealed. Like, there were notes. They just didn't publish it at the time that two physicians, I love these, a Dr. Foraker And a Dr. Depu, They attended the 1940 autopsy of Elena's remains Yeah And it You mentioned this before There was A tube that had been inserted Where her Genitalia used to be That allowed for intercourse Oh god now, there are those who say that since it wasn't pre- presented in 1940, there would not have been proof that, you know, and they're like, yeah, that that's just questionable. But the original people who wrote about it were like, no, nope, there are no contemporary photographs of the autopsy, thank goodness.
1: That's necrophilia. Yeah. There was an
0: HBO autopsy program in 1999, and they mm-hmm. did show as much as they could. Yeah, so he basically violated a corpse, which, again, she would not have wanted. Wow. He had to... Build a structure to violate. So yeah. That's of. dedication. I know, right? Wow. In a horrible kind of way. In a in a very
1: horrible kind of way.
0: Now after all this, okay, in nineteen forty four he moves to Pasco County. Close to Zephyr Hill's one word. Now, allegedly, he blew up the mausoleum before he, he moved. That's what I'd heard. He wrote an autobiography, The Secret of Elena's Tomb, um, that appeared in, like, pulp fiction publications, specifically Fantastic Adventures in 1947. Now, his home was near his... Remember Doris? His Remember, wife. His wife, Doris. Yeah. She, I don't know what her story is, and I feel very sorry for her, but she apparently helped support Tansler in his later years. She must have been very patient for him to move away, have an affair of, of sorts.
1: Of sorts. Have it
0: come out that the object of his affections was a corpse, and still take care of him. And he still received U.S. citizenship in 1950. Now, separated from his obsession, surely he settled down to a life where he was just a normal No. 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 Okay, it's not quite as horrible, but he did build a new doll, an effigy, and he used an actual death mask of Elena and put it where her face would be. I don't know if it was anatomically correct. I don't know that it's ever really been stated. But he lived with this thing, the second doll of Elena, until he was 75 in 1952.
1: So, wait, okay, hold on. I just noticed something. Yes, sir. He died... At the age of Mm seventy-five, on July third, yesterday. Interesting. Seventy-one years ago.
0: Wow. We were going to record yesterday, but again, fireworks and such. Yeah. Now it's been recounted that Tansler was found in the arms of his effigy, but you know, his obituary also reported that he died on the floor and was kind of found behind one of his organs. He still likes organs, I guess.
1: It was right. He he was found right behind
0: his liver. The obituary recounted a metal cylinder on a shelf above a table and in it wrapped in silken cloth and a robe was a waxen image. That makes almost no sense to me. Now, it has also been theorized that somehow, despite the secret burial, that Tansler switched the bodies so he actually still had the real her and he had buried the effigy. Yeah, now... That just sounds sort of—I don't know. I'm hoping that's not true. I would say that's all very unrealistic, but then again, the last hour we've been talking about something that's very unrealistic. Yeah. Now here's an interesting twist that okay. I also didn't know. Now, an article written by a person named Michelfelder in 1982 okay. describes how renovation workers found an, a renovation of his old house found a note written by Tansler confessing to having poisoned Elena.
1: Oh. Wow, okay, I wasn't aware of that.
0: I was too. I just figured TB is bad enough. But So, not only was she sick and dying, she wasn't even allowed to die on her own terms. So, he says, quote, "...she died because I gave this to her mercifully. I mixed the root of Wolfsbane with aconite diluted. It was palatable, and my loved one departed this miserable world on October 25th, 1931." Suffer no more, sweet Elena. This really should be in a German accent. Right. I have sent you to the angels with my golden elixir. End quote. According to the chief of police, Perez, yeah. remember Bien Benido Perez, yeah. in a later interview, he would say, Von Kossel had told me once, I have spent my whole life, I have roamed the earth searching for Elena. Fifty years ago, she appeared to me in a vision, and she promised then to be my bride. Now I've found her, and I'll kill her, if necessary, to fulfill my destiny. Okay, that's, yeah, that's
1: like killing
0: John Lennon sick. So you have to de- consider, was this, you know, the, she had the incurable disease, was this a mercy killing, or or what?
1: Either way, the woman died, and he <laughs> defiled her. True,
0: but he sort of hastened the event as well, which is weird because it's like she was clearly on her way out anyway. I don't understand. Now it says, or I learned, in 1940, when her sister Florendo confronted him about taking the body, Tansler, who really did not like the rest of the family, apparently said, not. Elena is an angel, but not you. You never looked after her for the past nine years. She has been under my care all these years. I have paid for all of her expenses, not you. I own that tomb and everything that is inside, not you. Now, apparently there was also evidence of a threat towards Elena's father. He told Elena's father, If there's not a wedding before Christmas, there will be a funeral. And they put that with the declaration to Perez of, I would kill Elena if necessary. Wow. Now, this story has been told for the last... Eighty something years, mostly from the point of view of Tansler, and as I've said, he's been—I don't know—just displayed as the sympathetic, hopeless romantic. And yet, Elena, she's a woman, a minority, very young, mm-hmm. is the center of his obsession and the story. But she's also removed from it. She has. Well, no-
1: yeah, it's like you—you you hear it from his point of view. But if you were to do it to say, no offense to her. From Elena's point of view, it would be third person. Pretty much. I mean, so there's only really one point of view you can give this story from.
0: And that's kind of a sad thing with her. She had no power over her death. Now, granted, most of us don't, but she didn't even, you know, either she died naturally from TB or he took that from her. She made it clear she didn't want Tansler, but ended up spending nine nine years years in in his presence as his corpse bride against her wishes without her consent. So she was possibly murdered, stolen, altered, and and violated. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, on the one hand, I'm of the mind that when a person's gone, the spirit has no need for the body, but the family has other feelings about this. Indeed. You know, she's become the... Much like I, I have the cremains of my husband. It's just the kind of the ultimate souvenir. That sounds really diminishing, but, you know, the grave is the destination for visits and your grief to work through things. Yes. Um, It's just comforting. So I think any family member who would learn that their loved one's body had been through all of this... Yeah. Like, post-mortem stalking and, and whatever would be horrifying.
1: Oh, yeah. And given today's current climate... It
0: would be even worse. Well, and of course, in today's current climate, the whole autonomy over one's body is becoming quite the hot topic again. Indeed so i don't know i felt the story was very poignant yeah she had no say what happened to her actual body consent was not given her corpse spent a decade being kept as a fantasy plaything to this older white man which is kind of horrifying yeah even though he dreamed of bringing her back to life that is not a life she is gonna want you know, women especially young minority ones have rights that are often debated so how many rights do a, does a dead person have but personally i hope that Maria Elena Milagro de Hoyos Mesa may rest in peace and is never again bothered by Tanzler. Or anyone, for that matter. So we have been... I have been talking a whole lot. I'm yeah. so sorry
1: you had to listen to me. No, I mean, it's its an interesting story, but I have to bring this up, and I'm saying at the end of the episode for this, if you're dealing with a stalker, freaking tell someone. A lot of people don't tell anybody because they think, oh, it'll go away, Oh, you know, like, he doesn't mean anything by it. She doesn't mean anything by it. Tell somebody, because stalkers are messed up.
0: As we have seen. And in this case, you know, he had the privilege of age and being male and having money. And even though the whole family was aware of it, they did not know the extent of it. And they were fairly powerless to do anything about it. Yeah until it went way too far. Indeed. So, I guess we will wrap this up. I hope you enjoyed this story. Definitely look up the pictures. We will try to post some on our Facebook page and whatnot. Absolutely. You can see the before pictures of Elena. She was stunning. Or the after pictures, also stunning in a totally different fashion. In a completely different manner, yes.
1: So, hope you visit our
0: Southern Fried Spooky Facebook page and Mm -hmm. leave us some likes and some five stars and we'd love to hear from you. So, feel free to drop us an IM or just comment we do have an email address we do which I think is still kind of empty and sad. Mm-hmm. We just started, or will be starting, a Patreon. At yep. the moment, we don't have a whole lot of giveaways. We do have stickers, though.
1: Yeah, we do have stickers. Um, I'm currently coming up with a couple of things too. Some maybe giving away some uh, original original art original pieces. Art pieces. Yeah. Yes, we are, and a- not only by me, but your child, my son, and was an our artist. and our adopted mushroom child as well.
0: <laughs> yes, no names, but she'll know who she is. Yep. But we would love to hear your stories. We also have an idea of putting together a compilation uh, piece, I suppose, Mm -hmm. with either recordings with people that we talk to who have stories to share, or maybe they can just send their stories written. Mm -hmm. It's an idea that we'll be working on. Our our Patreon is Southern Pride Spooky. Fantastic. Yep. So we'll see where we go. Yeah. It Uh, seems like recently our presence has just sort of exploded, so we're hoping
1: to keep going. Yeah. I'm getting a
0: little excited about this. Indeed. Yep. Now, I don't know what we're going to talk about next, but I do know we have a few things kind of in our uh, collection, mm-hmm. ready and waiting. When uh, we start doing Ren Faire, we're going to not yeah, record as often, so we're we're building them up yeah, now. Yeah, we're
1: building them up now because we're going to be starting Ren Faire soon, and that means for no eight <laughs> weeks we are going to be kind of away. But we're going to build up some stuff and still post.
0: And I'm hoping to find some people who fit our southern spooky category at the Ren Fair Because we do have some kind of
1: goffy people out there.
0: But we really will wrap this up. Yep. I am your Carolina girl, Heather, who is and very
1: verbose. I'm so sorry. It's alright. And I am your Florida Man Tony who's obviously not loquacious at all in this one.
0: You talked last time. <laughs> well, take care, y'all, and we'll see you again real soon.
1: Bye, Bye, y'all. Okay, I really need coffee, and it is hot in this room. You always need coffee. And it is hot in this room. By the way, the doll behind you? No. No, 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 no. You're not doing that again. You're not going to. And I will.